What's up, Citywide? I want to take this time to personally thank you guys for listening. We've actually reached over 100 episodes with over 8,000 plays on SoundCloud. We're really excited about that. But we also want to let you know of an upcoming change that you will notice by the end of this week, which is we are going from Citywide front row to we are City Light. Once again, I'll say that we are City Light. So, in a short time, you're going to be checking that out instead of what you see now. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Citywide Front Row. Citywide is a place for young adults in the DMV to connect and grow closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy today's episode. What's up, Citywide? It's your boy, Kerry. I'm joined by, once again, Nate, the N and the eight. Nate, we are celebrating um, the fact that we went through 100 episodes we did that a few weeks ago which is awesome hey that's a lot of progress exactly exactly so all that to say that that things are going to change you know where that's life right change happens and you guys have heard this before um but for those who haven't heard it nate does not like young adults anymore But no, nah, um, the transition is from citywide. Yeah, are my favorite. From citywide to city light. Boom. Light, 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 light. A light. big transition. One, one word. Yeah, so it's going to go from Half a word. just focusing on young adults to now focusing on the church body as a whole. So could you walk us through that, that process that you went through? Yes. Well, the easier way to call it is planting a church. So Ah, (laughs) I'm not necessarily moving from young adult ministry to uh, uh, a different ministry, but just starting a church as a whole. And so the church will serve the whole community, obviously young and old. So uh, still looking forward to a lot of young adult work and having a lot of young adults be a part of it. What's up, Citywide? I know you're coming with. Come on. Uh, We're excited to to continue to allow that to flourish and do a a lot of campus ministry and things like that. So. I still have a huge heart for young adults, always have, uh, and I've really seen God do some amazing things. Uh, and uh, you know what's interesting I've learned is young adults just have a, such a unique stage in life to mm-hmm. be able to do certain things for God that, like when you get on my side, when you got just kids and all these different things uh, that are w- amazing and wonderful, it's a good season. It's just uh, different in terms of what you're able to do and not do. So uh, I think it's... Uh, I think it's something that as leaders we need to take advantage of to maximize the the movement capability of the young adult world uh, to really do great things for God. So uh, anyways, we're going to keep pushing in that and uh, all that. So I love Citywide and I love this ministry. Uh, I never wanted to necessarily leave. Uh, but certainly, as as we've explained over, over different venues, just feeling the sense of the Lord to um, go jump in and kind of answered the call that he told me, you know, way back in college when I felt like I was called into ministry uh, when I was in college and then soon after that into church planting. And that was like when I was 20. I'm 33 now. So just the last 13 years, God taking me a variety of paths, I think, to prepare uh, for this and uh, him just making it clear over the last six months or so that that it's just that sense of uprootedness, you know, where you know God's going to change something. And that happened about six months ago. And then as he just began to open doors, and it's like as soon as I put my toe in the church planting waters, like the dam broke, and all of a sudden things started flying. So uh, clearly this is in God's hands. And so we're super excited to be starting this new church called City Light. 
not city wide but city light uh and we're going to be doing that in the west falls church area having our meetings initially now at falls church high school um and so we're super excited to see what god might do the official launch day is september 15th uh, and over the next few months we're going to be doing just a few worship gatherings some service in the community some evangelism just kind of building uh and doing some ministry to prepare for the official launch in september kind of building our team and all that so uh you know the lord really has just been so present and and moving and clarifying you know my wife and i thought we might be going to la to plant churches and we're real close to that and then it just couldn't shake the feeling that god wanted us to stay in dc and it just looked a little different he wanted us to stay here but do a little different than what we were doing uh through young adult ministry with mclean so uh, jumping into this church planning world, that's the transition. We'll be starting a new podcast called City Light Podcast and working on all those things. I hope you guys can come join us for that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's really, I've learned a lot. Uh, and we shared this too on uh, on the Citywide Podcast, the sermon one, just learning about God's faithfulness over time, learning to be content. Uh, a lot of times God will call you to something and then make you wait. And I think a lot of that is for uh, sanctification, is to teach you to be content in Jesus it's to teach you to not idolize the things that he calls you to. Uh, it's to help us learn that God's timing is often different than than ours. Uh, and the Lord's just taught me an awful lot. And now I'm just super excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, he's just been moving left and right. If I shared all the stories, I mean, just be such, um, and it's just such an affirmation of God's providence to say like, yeah, I'm going to point you in this direction, and then I'm just going to start doing things without you even knowing uh, and orchestrating relationships and mm-hmm. and all these different things that he's brought into my life that I have not tried to get, you know. Uh, and so the Lord's just kind of set it up and given us a lot of favor and a lot of support, and I'm really excited to see what, what he might do. So, um, so wait a second, wait a second. To. Walk us through, though, like, you know, we know you, 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 Nate, you have a wife, you have some kids. So, like, take, give us a front row seat. Like, when you first told your wife, hey, honey, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do something completely different. How, how is that? Well, it's not like a moment when you first tell her, you know. So, when you're married, when we met, she knew I wanted to be in ministry. And then, you know, as we started to grow, church planning became something. When we got married, we moved overseas to do church planning in the Dominican Republic. We came back and uh, we were involved in a church called the Summit in Raleigh that was big in church planning. And I was kind of in that world for a little bit. And uh, then we moved up here and uh, we always knew that something like this would probably be the case one day. You know, I, I knew I wouldn't be a young adult pastor forever. So just investing in what the Lord had put in front of us now and always kind of knowing that, you know, at some point I think the Lord will change this. So, and then when the discussion became like, I think the time might be now, you know, like, so it was very much not a moment in time. It's like this build up. Uh, so it's not like a surprise. It is like, okay, we're actually going to do this. Like, let's pray. Let's get on the same page. Let's have one heart about it. Uh, but she's always been all in. I mean, she's the best uh, uh, wife anybody could ask for. Where She's just like, whatever you whatever let's do it you know i mean we moved overseas four months after getting married so she was like yep let's do it you know all in we uh started foster care at the same time as as having giving birth to a biological baby our first foster care placement came two months after she gave birth to our first biological kid so we've never had one kid we've always had two from the beginning wow so anyways she's just as crazy as i am so uh uh she's awesome so telling her and kind of talking it through you know she's totally on board now obviously it comes with some like okay like this is a risk like you leave a nice 
a good a good job, a secure job, and you're going to go start something that technically could fail. You never know. Uh, and you're moving to a different location and just kind of uprooting your relationships and ministry and stuff. So it definitely comes with some sacrifice and some unknowns and some uncertainty. But honestly, uh, my wife and I just live in that. We flourish in that world, you know. Foster care is a, full of uncertainties. I mean, it's almost like every part of our marriage while we try to live on the mission of God has come with some level of risk and uncertainty. Mm. So we're just kind of used to that together, you know, uh, and we really rely on each other. And I think it strengthens our marriage to really depend on the Lord and, and just kind of be like, if we're in as a team, you know, we can do whatever we can do it. So she's great. It wasn't like a big moment telling, telling her it was more like a conversation that's been happening for years that mm. kind of that finally came to fruition. So, so, um, and then what are some of your, your hopes, aspirations with this church plant? Yes. So City Light, the vision of City Light, uh, the big vision is to run um, a, a ministry center style church where envision uh, having a building, but the building is not for the church or for Christians. The building's for the community. So it has services that bless the community, that help with uh, immediate needs for the poor, that help with educational services, after school programs, career help. Uh, whatever it might be, immigration stuff, I mean, you name it, uh, helping people adjust to the culture around them, uh, anything that we can do. So imagine a building that's a church, but that actually functions to serve the community that, that, that the Christians happen to meet in for prayer gatherings and services from time to time. But it's 24-7 use is to really serve the community. And then at the same time, having that building function as a 24-7 place where people can pray and worship and hear from God. So uh, and just imagine a light in the community where people can come meet with God and encounter God and can also come and get help for real needs, real tangible stuff, all at the same place. Uh, that's really my dream for what this could be. And then uh, having that and then starting more of those in multiple places. So being a being a, a place, a hub for church planning, but the only kind of churches we start are ministry-centered churches, ones that, that have a location where they can run programs that we've gotten really good at that can bless the community, where we wouldn't start a church unless we could start one like that. Uh, and so kind of flipping the idea of a church building back, uh, upside down and using it for the community, having it be a community center. Um, and really trying to think through, okay, how can we, how can we be a light? And so that's, that's one of the practical visions, uh, for what we hope to see accomplished. And then really the more, you know, theological one is, uh, Jesus calls us the light of the world. And what we understand is what, what's clear that we don't think about is light was made for darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew five says nobody lights a candle, then puts it under a basket and the same analogy we could use to say, like, nobody turns on their iPhone flashlight outside when it's sunny out. Like, you don't use a light in the light. You use a light in the darkness. Light is made for darkness. And so we think about being the light of the world. That means we're a people who intentionally step in to darkness. The darkness Not right. away from it. We're right. a people who go towards suffering, towards hard places, towards, like, hard hearts, walking into the broken and the poor or places that we get rejected. You know, a dark place could be your workplace. It's just like godless. And a dark place could be a very broken, impoverished neighborhood. You know, like both those type of areas, like a workplace full of money, but godless. Or, you know, your neighborhood or a broken, impoverished neighborhood down the street or whatever. And so we're just thinking through like we are the people of light. And so now all of us are responsible to be a light in the world. 
So think about like getting rid of the idea of an outreach department. There is no outreach department. This is what we all do. Like every to be a Christian is to be an outreach person. Like everybody knows poor people. Everybody knows broken people. Everybody gets their hands dirty. We're all doing this together and we're on this mission. And so like, even as we run groups and as we care for one another, the idea is we're doing this on a mission. So sometimes our groups meet in public. Sometimes our groups will serve instead of meet at their house. Like we're thinking about how can we always bless the community around us? How does our healthy community as godly Christians with one another help the the community around us to flourish? You know, what does that look like? How can the church be a blessing spiritually, relationally, emotionally, physically, tangibly in every way? Uh, and in light of that, how can we maximize the spiritual gift God has placed in each person? So I think one of the things that we miss often, as 1 Corinthians 12 will teach us, is that every single follower of Jesus is empowered by God himself with some spiritual gift that's unique and that's able to build up the body and change the world around them, every single person. And I think so often in Christian circles, we like elevate certain things and we think, well, those are the gifts that are necessary. Those are the people that are necessary. Uh, and we just kind of let everybody else fall to the wayside. And what we want to do, what the Bible teaches us, is the eye needs the foot, the foot needs the mouth, the mouth needs the ear, et cetera, et cetera. And that we all have this unique and divine empowerment. So 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, Every uh, believer has received a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So you have a, a, some way that the Spirit of the living God manifests Himself in the lives of each one of us believers, now, regardless of our talents, resources, networks, whatever. Uh, and so thinking through how can you really like squeeze every bit of of uh, capability that God's put in someone and maximize it for the kingdom. What does it look like to be that intentional about utilizing the light that God's put in every person in your congregation, uh, really empowering them to make a difference in the world? So uh, those are some of the, uh, amongst other things, kind of dreams for what we can see happen and for the type of congregation that God would would create and uh, for the type of things that we could do. So excited to see some of that, hopefully all of it, more so than we can imagine come to fruition. And uh, we'd certainly love for everybody listening to be a part of it. Nate, that is uh, so awesome. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Um, I think it's very beneficial, especially to the people that live in the area uh, who are near Annandale and would like to you know, be able to participate in some way, shape, or form. They could do that. Uh, and then I know that you also have some social media uh, things up. And then, just as a reminder to everyone, the launch date is September 15th. That's 2019. And then you can also email Nate at Nathan, which is the traditional spelling, dot crew at mclanebible.org. Uh, and just fill his inbox up. Just just fill it up. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow us at We Are City Light on Instagram and We Are City Light Church on Facebook. So you can get more information that way. And if you want to throw a general email to our church instead of my McLean email, you can email us at wearecitylight at gmail.com. There you go, people. Thank you guys so much for listening as we continue celebrating uh, the 100 episodes and the transition. Peace out. Peace.